This is Tim Vigil, the great, the one, the only. You're listening to 11 o'clock comics. Read Faust, live Faust, sell your soul. Got a little bit of blowback on yeah, that. Yeah, I heard it. I probably up, so. That's all right. Good. Because no. then the sparks will fly. I like it when people get abused, other than myself. Yeah. Don't like it too much when I get yeah. You're typing again. Yes. Stop it. But, but he's late. He's late. So he should suffer the consequences. I love you. I know. I do too. I'm glad you love yourself. I'm not, I'm not too crazy about him right now. Oh, for the love of This is the Halloween episode. Things go bump in the night. What the hell is that? Right. You don't mess with the Halloween episode. It is sacred. It's more sacred than church. What a week. Really? Hard week. You had a hard week. Still having it. At work. Work, work. And my ankle. What the fuck's up with my ankle? It's, you got the old. Oh. No. <laughs> no. See, that's because you rubbed up on me, Derek. I think, yeah, that's it's my, yeah, Of course it's my fault. Why would it be anyone else's fault? I think I old man cooties. <laughs> You'd have those in the scrap. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Yeah, good times. Uh, the... Other thing that's been making me crack up every so often is how enamored you were with my head, or rather my lack of hair. Your head looks awesome. It's all smooth just... and nicely groomed. You're looking fly. Let's take a carried away. Oh, you look very fly. It looks it looks like now, now see, whatever I say, it looks like you're gonna be like, Well, it didn't look like that before. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying was you're doing Great things with what, with what you I have. have. Yeah, 
Yes. Before you were kind of like a little bit on that river in Egypt, you know, trying no, to make it all. No, I wasn't. That's. Oh, blame it on the wife now. You gonna blame it on the wife? She hears you. You're dead. <laughs> uh, no, no, but it look, I think it looks very nice. It looks it looks muy macho. You're a peach. You don't want anybody to f with you. No. You, you know, if I saw you, I'd be like, wow, oh. this guy's ready for battle. He won't have any flyaways. What? He'll look the same after battle. As he looks <laughs> <in the battle. laughs> ready yeah, to? No, I know. It, it was. It, I, I was. I was holding on, and it was. That's just. But that. That wasn't all my. I we've been talking about it for a while, and I told her I'm like, listen, this is what I want to do, and she's she. In my, in my head, when you just said that, I heard you say, "This is what I'm doing, woman." Yeah, no, imagine that. Whether you like it or wouldn't, not, wouldn't that have been awesome? That's what I heard. That's what you did yeah, say. That's, that's... Right in in the screenplay that I wrote, uh-huh. that, that's what you said. Okay, yeah. So all right, you're so thumping, that... thumping your little cute little hands on the table. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm gonna cut my hair, and you can't say nothing. Uh... <laughs> She's all right, dude. all right. I'm sorry. sorry. I do everything. Would you like a sandwich? Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Sandwich. That is a fantasy episode. It is. But this isn't. No, this is this is legit no. and realness. This, it is very real. It is the episode in which things go bump and creep and slime and ooze and slither and cry in the night. It is the eleven o'clock comics Halloween episode three hundred and ninety-two. This is my time. My time. Kids love the Christmas. The wife loves the Thanksgiving. Halloween is my time. And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. Halloween is your time. You absolutely do love it. Um, That's true. I like, the, I, I like sweater weather. I like the season. Um, I like the smells, but there are, um, <laughs> in the air, fool. Not from down <laughs> below your air. But I, I, uh, I don't love it as much as I used to. Why? What's not to love about Halloween? I know. know. Well, I don't, I don't get the candy as much anymore. I am David A. Price, by the way, but yeah, I don't, I don't get the, um. You get the creamers. (laughs) (laughs) Saw that. That was very nice. You could, you could get into that. Yeah, that is, yeah, I will, I will. Uh, unfortunately, the boy is going to be a little tardy. But he will be here, he assures us, and we're going to hold him to that. And he'll be someone crazy, I, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe he'll be the horseless headsman. I'd like to see that. I really would. You know what else I like to what see? What do you like to see? I like to see my buddies save money on their comic books. I do. warms my heart. And there's only one place you can really go to do that with any kind of effect. And that's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you, your whole family, all your friends, even your pets can get massive discounts on their favorite funny books and collectibles. If it's in the previews, the Diamond Previews catalog, you will get it at a discount. Marvel and DC, massively discounted. Go there. Here's just a a little bit of a glimpse for the last time because the new list is going to be up very soon. From uh, Creature, you can get Burnt Comics number one. It's a miniseries, four-issue miniseries. The writer and the artist is uh, Jairo Lantigua. Um, the premise is very intriguing. A dog chooses to commit suicide and tries to find a creative way to die. Along the way, he encounters obstacles which will further nurture his existential crisis. Dun, dun, dun. Death, laughs, and debauchery. What more do you want? Cover price is three ninety nine. Your price, $2.19. It looks like a great little 
old-school, black-and-white boom indie. It reminds me a lot of Sin Comics. Really? Yes, and Atom- Atomic City. Just a, just a glimpse of it looks like uh, Jay's Sin and Atomic City. It looks awesome. I must have it. Um, from DC, you get your Grayson, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Agents of Spiral, Massive talents on this book. Tim Seeley, Tom King, Michael Yannon, Stephen Mooney. Cover price $14.99. That's one penny away from $15. But it will not cost you that. You can bring it home for $7.49. And last but certainly not least, more massive talent. Sam Humphreys, the awesome and inspiring Mark Lamming. Mike Del Mundo on the covers. It's the Planet Hulk War Zones trade paperback from Marvel. Cover price seventeen ninety nine, which is a little cray. Your price, more reasonable and sensible, $8.99. Seriously, there's nowhere else to get these kind of discounts. DCBService.com. Go there. Do it. And go there and save. I was there yesterday finishing up my uh, my order. I also forgot to order something. I had to add something. Yeah. And and it's it's strange because uh once you buy a series for a long time and then you you drop off it it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. You see so you don't think of and and I was like, "Why did I ever drop that book?" I'm talking about The Dark Tower. I let go for a little while after um Jay Lee and Richard Eisenhove left. I was like, why? I miss it. I miss that book. So I went back and I jumped on with the new drawing of the three series, ordered the first three, forgot about the fourth one. So I had to jump on, or was it the third one? Whatever. Who cares? But I had to jump on and order the most recent issue and add it to my order. It's effortless. You could do it on DCBS, no problem. And if you miss the window, there's this fancy thing they got now called email. Dun, dun, dun. You can send someone at DCBService.com an email and say, hey, I missed a certain issue or I missed multiple issues of a certain comic and they will do their best to make sure you get them. In most cases, you will get them. Unless you missed like Amazing Fantasy 15, they're not going to add that to your order. But most stuff they will and you will get it. Um, I made sure that um, Sheriff of Baghdad. What? Well, yes, Baghdad, not Babylon. Baghdad was uh, was ordered. No, it's, it's it Babylon. is Babylon because they yeah because the whole Prince of Baghdad yeah so Sheriff of Babylon, Sheriff of Baghdad, the new Tom King Mitch Jared's book. I had to make sure <laughs> that was on there. And <laughs> I saw some interiors of that. Oh my goodness. Oh yes, and yeah. As I was going through the Vertigo section, I realized that I forgot. I thought it started this month as well, or with this 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 order form, but I had to request the first issue of uh, Slash and Burn with Inks by Andy Parks, who is at the World Series baseball game tonight, as he was last he's night. Real. Yeah, because he's he's a Kansas City boy. Well, he's 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 in Kansas, so uh, he he was at the game last night, and which is probably why they won. He's at the game tonight. Uh, the Mets are up by one right now. It's one nothing. But um, Chris, wait, wait, hey, wait. no. Dude, uh, this is the one time in how many years? I know. I and it's the know. Match, you, know what I, so, uh, you know what I do to tweak you? What? Whenever we mention Andy Parks and he goes into the show notes, I put a Y on his and name. And then I have to, yes, because then I have to edit it and make sure that I carry <laughs> the edit over into, the, into it, Facebook. It is the easiest way to get a rise out of you. I just change the letter. 
Because it's a name, dude. I know. It's not like it's Vince with a Y. That would be hot, though, right? That would be cool, yes. And there would be two X's in my name, in at the, my surname, and an umlaut. And an, and an umlaut. umlaut. <laughs> yes. With a, with a P. Life is awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I had to, so, so I made sure that, uh, when I ordered the second issue of Slash and Burn that I, I requested the first issue be added to it. So, it's, it's not a huge order, it's, it's just a couple things that I'm making sure that I'm getting the, the important things like stuff written by Tom King. Yep. It's the only DC books I read written by Tom King. Well, no, because Jurgens is writing Lois and Clark. Right. And well, I was going to amend that. And <laughs> there's, there's two writers at DC who really float my boat. Tom King and Will Pfeiffer. That's true. Yes. I stuck with Will because I love him and he's good. Yeah. I, I am behind on my, on my type. Yeah. Bang, bang. Uh, we gotta get through the drink roll call because we have to talk about Walking Dead before the boy gets here. Yes. Cause I don't, I don't think he saw it. Yeah, I think you're right. Correct? I do believe you're right. Which is <laughs> insane. I know, I know. Whatever. It's been, it's been uh, three episodes and it's, it's been pretty goddamn stellar. You're exactly. But, well, we'll get into it. <clears throat> what I'm drinking, Mr. Price. What are you drinking? Well, I'm two fist in it. Oh, snap. You I got coffee in one hand. Coffee oh, I had that, that during the day. My amazing brother-in-law gave me some beer because he is a connoisseur of of the brews. He chances are, if it's a small small batch thing, uh, big name, he has had it in the past and will give you an opinion on it. I'm sorry, I'm kind of hoarse again this episode. It's sexy. Don't worry about it. But um, from Green Flash. This is called the Green Bullet Triple India Pale Ale, New Zealand Dry Hopped. And this thing is, I think, 10.1% alcohol. It's awesome. And it is rip your face off hoppy. And in the other fist, from Heavy Seas, it's a Loose Cannon uh, Triple Hop IPA. And this is... Um, looking for the alcohol content. 7.25. So it's baby steps compared to the green bullet. But the green bullet is very tasty. I like it a lot. If it's hoppy, I will, I will suckle at that teat. That's true. That is very true. I can't stand limp beers. Limp tasteless beers. <sighs> well, you don't have limp tasteless friends. So it stands to reason that, you know, you would not want your beverage to be like that either. I want to feel alive. When my lips hit that rim, I want to feel alive. Yeah. Oh, we were not talking ah. about prison. All right. So the uh, last night, because of the kind of day I was having, I came home to a um, – I poured myself a nice glass of bullet bourbon. And I am not doing that again tonight because the Mets didn't win last night. So I'm going through that whole superstitious thing where, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I do. Hoping that, you know, if they win, it's just, you just repeat the shit. So, right. So I'm not drinking that tonight. Okay. I am drinking just for you. I'm drinking great. Nice. But I want to make sure that what I'm drinking, I have enough downstairs so that if they do win tonight, I can keep going. And that's, in, that's cray. And the only thing I have multiple bottles of right now, well, or enough to last me through a world series is Redwood Creek. And it is. 
there, Merlot from California. But you didn't have a great day at work today. So are you going to intentionally screw up or piss someone off tomorrow uh, if they win? Hold on, I'm pouring, I'm pouring another glass. Thank you. No problem. It's the Halloween episode. It's chunky. <laughs> it's going through my, it's going over my finger. Wait for the shake. I'm trying to quiet down. Uh, if you have a bad day today, if you had a bad day today and you're going into work tomorrow, have them having one, you're going to intentionally want to have a bad day to keep that silly superstitious thing going. What if the cat comes in and like scratches your face? Are you going to let the cat do it again tomorrow? This is crazy. It's just no, crazy. no. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, right. No, there are, there are things that I can do within my power. Like, like you have people who wear the same, same color shirt as some people go crazy and wear the same damn shirt. If, if they're on a streak, um, or they, they shave. won't shave. They'll let their hair, right. they, they, you know, things like that. I can, if, but it's, I would not poop. If my team won on the first, I would not poop and see how long I can pull that off. <laughs> and it's because you're ruining your body that they're going to keep winning. That's, it's that, true. That, that is true. That's, that's, cause it, that's my, I'm part of the team. I'm, right. I, people slay me with the whole going buck wild because, you know, their team won as if, as if you, as if you watching at home had anything to do with, with being, with them overcoming the odds and, and winning. It, it just. I don't know, whole, brother. No, no, I'm not talking about the whole vibes and. I, no, I and think universe. Right. No, I, I get yeah, that. Co- I get that. Yeah. There are reasons why you do it, but I mean, you have people who like, will will go and, and buy, and basically will wear the uniform of the team as if they were there. As if Did they you, were integral. Yeah. I know you're not a fan, but there was an episode of Art Bell. And Zach Krusey is now laughing, uh, of course. That's why I said uh-huh. it. There was, there was an episode of Art Bell where uh, one state was going in, had a really bad drought, terrible drought conditions. They were hurting for water. And Art said, well, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we all just wish for rain collectively? Everybody within the sound of my voice, because he had at one time a massive listenership. And he's like, everybody just wish for rain for this state. And by the end of the episode, I think it started to rain, if memory serves. He could have been bullshitting us just like he has many times in the past with his personal life. <clears throat> uh, so I don't know. But I'm just saying, I think the, the human mind can do many, many wonderful things if we only knew how to use it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, judging by the, the people that are running for president this time around, no. we really don't know how to no. use it. But anyway, Walking Dead. No. What? Oh, you, you want you want to do the thank yous after? No, you, Jason gets you have to or? do thank. I don't know what he has. You have thank yous, right? Well, I have yes, I have a uh, I have a huge thank you for Mr. Stephen Water, um, because for some goddamn reason, in my neck of the woods, no matter the store, nobody has any coffee mate hazelnut flavoring in stock. The powder, the the non dairy hazelnut creamer, they have some liquid. <laughs> and not many. A couple might have the bottles. They they might have the stuff in the dairy section. So sad. it is, but and it's the little things because they're. I don't I, I don't do it every day, but there are times where you know sometimes I just want I I make food and drinks for me to enjoy and and if that's going right. to do it, that's good. so. Um, Why else would you drink them? Right. right? Yeah, because it's like it, it's like pumpkin. It's that whole purest thing. Or if you're a real man, you drink it black. I I drink it black. I drink it black plenty of times. Sometimes I just want a little something. So 
no place. It doesn't matter what I, I've been to like three different supermarkets. I've been to drugstores. I've been anywhere that has a small coffee section. Plenty of French vanilla out the ass. They don't even have the seasonal flavorings on the shelf. It's just the, the, the usual standbys. They got plenty of like regular original flavoring, a lot of French vanilla. They have sugar free hazelnut, but no just manly hazelnut yes. on, on powder on, on the shelf. Nobody has it. And I, it wasn't the first time I, I noticed it and I bitched about it on Facebook as, as I'm wont to do. And, uh, Steven noticed it and, uh, and, and he actually had some delivered to my house. So now I have some for a while. Hopefully by the time, I don't know what kind of shortage is going on in the Northeast, but so hopefully whatever, um, by the time I'm done with these, uh, containers, these bottles, then, uh, Maybe maybe well, it'll be back on the shelf, or I'll just find I'm, out where the hell he ordered from, and I'll just get it there myself. But. I'm I'm gonna try this but. since you you were so successful. I'm not saying you were intentional, but people pick up on things. I'm gonna try something. You know, I, I am running real low on four terabyte external hard drive. Yeah, you are. I can't find them anywhere. I looked. I go to Best Buy. Well, I don't go to Best Buy, but I mean online, they won't send them to my house. I, I just can't get a four terabyte hard drive external. My book by Western yes. Digital. Model and so, if anybody <laughs> model number X two four five seven three two nine four, if if you you know anybody knows where you know I can find one. But anyway, let, let's see if we're someone's going to set up a goddamn GoFundMe page. <laughs> yeah, it's another hard yeah. drive. I only have like fifteen of them. But no, I don't. I'm seriously I don't. Uh, let's see if we're in agreement. Vanilla has no place in coffee. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not there. There are times where I might be in the mood for it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not a, uh, it's not I a would, regular. I would let somebody whiz in my coffee before I drank it with vanilla. <laughs> and, uh, pumpkin and coffee is the beverage peanut butter and jelly. You put pumpkin in my beer, I'm gonna smack the dick out of your mouth. <laughs> Pumpkin in coffee is heaven. And I know people like to go off on it like, oh, it's that time, pumpkin, everything. Pumpkin and the coffee bean are amazing together. The, um. You're not going to agree with no, that. No, R- Renee likes the pumpkin spice. We'll go to Starbucks and she'll get that. I, I haven't really, I don't know if I've ever had it. I don't think I've ever had a pumpkin spice coffee beverage. I've had, um, I love the salted caramel. Ooh, uh, and and the um, the salt does intrigue me though. No, it does. The salt is the part that intrigues. Oh me. no, it's it is is very tasty as long as you're not heavy handed with 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 the caramel syrup. Um, there's there's one there's one girl who works at the new Starbucks to buy our house that uh, she you would think that she she gets a bonus if she leaves salt in the bottle like for every for every extra salt grain you get on your coffee she gets like whipped behind the the the, the trash compactor or something it's like what ha- I, it's like Renee's just like oh why did I order it because she's making it today I was just like oh sorry babe but your barista uh, yeah so, uh, but we do have a bottle of that of that salt in 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 the cabinet. So if we're if we're having it and coming home, she's good. But if we're having it on our way to work, she she she's kind of screwed. But um, all right. Now your other. Thank oh, you. I have a um. Well, you know, I didn't say thank you to um. Speaking of of uh, Planet Hulk artist 
Mark Laming. I did not thank him for the POW annual that he gifted me for my birthday when we saw him in New York Comic Con. Oh, you're right. I did not either. Um, I didn't thank him for, he gave me some vintage, um, British horror mags. Um, yeah, and, and I completely forgot about it. I, I want to say exactly what the title is, but they're upstairs. So I suck. But he does no, because he's he's very he generous and generous. always gives us something as as is Anthony because he uh, yes he, he threw a couple things our way as well Thunderbird Thunderbird uh, travel pass holder um I'm using my lost property porcelain he uh he and there was the uh, there was of course you got the horror stuff I came home with uh, the mighty world of Marvel starring the Incredible yeah. Hulk. A friggin' book. I should have kept that and, and, you know, picked up a, something in the cheapy bins and said, hey, hey, this is what he gave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was next to you somehow. You, that's a great book. Um, I can't, I can't wait to dig into this. I can't, and even the panel annual I flipped through, it's from 1968. It's featuring the fabulous Spider-Man and Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, with some pretty interesting color choices. Uh, yeah, I remember the second book he gave me. The, uh, the warrior special, which yes. I had to ask him, seriously, you really want to give this away? Because that's a great issue. And it's, and it's, it's not only great, it's noteworthy, right? Yes. Because, you know, Miracle Man and, and the whole, uh, deal surrounding that. And I have a copy of that, but it looks like your cat had a field day with it. Not a great copy. And the copy he gave me was pretty sweet. So he uplifted me in in a multitude of ways. And finally, this th- this arrived well after everybody else has arrived. Jason got his first. You yep. know, apparently it was supposed to go to New York. Vince received his on Thursday. And I was like, okay, cool. Nothing came for me Thursday, so definitely got to be Friday right now. Yeah. It finally showed up Monday when I got home. Uh, this of course is from and by Mr. Dave Jordan. It is sad man. Did you read I, it? I did not sit down to read it yet, but it, I flipped through it because I, I was reading it online as well. And it is, it's, there's some, and like Jason said last week, you know, watching, watching Dave's growth from like the first strip to the more recent stuff, it's, it, it really is, you know, he's kind of, a textbook example of if you do something every day, like what what, what is it ten thousand times or something? As long as you, if you do something enough times, you just you you get really good at it and 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 can master it. And he's uh, I I love the cover. I love the look on it. It is so mini comic independently yeah. felt. It's just but the cover of just of of the stark white. Silhouette with just the mask and, and, and the, 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 the modern contemporary haircut. It, I love the look of just, just the face from, from, from the hairline to the neck. I, I, I love that starkness with just the mask going across it. It, the, 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 yeah. the domino mask, but it is a, um, actually I won't even call it a domino mask, but it's, it, it's good stuff. If you have not, because it's a limited print run, Get it. It's at the Etsy store. Um, go to Etsy.com. Look for Sad Man. Look for Dave Jordan. You'll see his other stuff there. The, um, the, the, uh, where, where do we go from here? 
is also available on the site, but uh, support this guy. It's 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 yeah. really really good stuff. I'm not disagreeing with you about the whole um, experiencing the journey thing. That's great. Um, I, I enjoy that, but in this instance, I think it's almost unnecessary because I will explain. Um, every artist is a universe unto themselves. Right. The universe, the universe that P. Craig Russell depicts in his comics, and Jaime Hernandez, and um, say uh, Javier Pulido, and like all these guys, everyone who draws comics has their different, unique take on the universe. Right? I think the Sad Man universe as depicted in this first book doesn't need to be improved upon it's rough it's crude it's um bleak the the lines are unvarnished and matter of fact i think they are exactly the way they need to be there's no good drawing there's no bad drawing there's effective drawing right Right. either it's effective or it's not it makes you feel something or it leaves you cold and if it's intended to leave you cold or intended to f- make you feel a certain way, then it is effective, right? And I think the drawing in, in Sad Man, this book, is exactly what it needs to be. If there were any kind of embellishment or finesse, it would lose that that germ of an idea where this is a bleak friggin' world with a character who just can't catch a friggin' break. You know, it's, it's called Sad Man. It's not called Mr. Terrific. It's happy-go-lucky. Or, you know, Fantastic Dude. It's, it's Sad Man. And, and just, just the starkness of the, the white paper that, that shines through most of the, the artwork. Like, there's not a whole lot of, a lot of blacks in it. It's, it's line work. And it's, it's, it's ragged. It's rough. And like I said, it's crude. And it's great because of that. I, I love, I mean, come on. My favorite living artist is Gary Panther. I love crude when it's done intentionally and when it's done well. And this is, yeah, I, th- I think this book is just, uh, I don't want to say the P word, but it's fine the way it is. It's more than fine. It's super fine. Super S U P A. Yeah. Right. Walking dead. Episode three titled. Thank you. Right. Which we finally figure out. We see why. It was titled that because someone mouths that exact phrase um, before ruining a lot of people's nights. You know, uh, I didn't mention this last time because we didn't talk about it because the boy is deficient in his Walking Dead viewing. But did, Jennifer Lynch directed the last episode. The, the second yeah, I episode. noticed that. I did notice that. You know who Jennifer Lynch is, right? No. David Lynch's daughter. Oh, cool. Yes. And I thought last episode was, until now, um, one of my favorite episodes of the entire series because there was a definite Twin Peaks edge to it. Not, I mean, you know, the apple and the tree and all that bullshit. But the, 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 the scene, and I, I won't, well, you know with, what, let's with, just, with what, Carol? No, Carol is definitely my favorite character. By she far, is favorite yeah. Daryl is slowly tiptoeing into uh, pussy country and la- lapdog land, and it's like he lost his his gumption somewhere along the line, and now just um, is is uh, 
Rick's subordinate. Just he does what he tells him to do. He has his own ideas, but he's loath to uh, make them, to voice them. Should Rick not, you know, be copacetic? He's just he seems to be holding back. Where Carol, Carol has taken the the show. She's owning the show now. She's she it, she she does what exactly has to be done, and she makes no reservations about it. She will kill you if you're in her way. Mm-hmm. If you if you threaten her people, she will take you out. She dispatched a child because she was afraid of what that child would do to to her her loved ones and, and the living. So she killed a child. What kind of a woman um, you get into the whole motherly thing, the, the nurturing. And I'm not saying that is that is a, a blueprint of the every woman, but women give birth. It's a fact of life, right? So they, they are, they do have motherly instincts. And for a woman to take out a child, that's, that's horrendous. That must have impacted her in ways we, I'm sure we've yet to even see, right? But she did it because she felt like she had to do mm-hmm. it. And Tyrese agreed with her, right? F in later on. But the scene in the kitchen, with the the wolf guy and and what's the the doctor's um widow's name i forget the one that's makes googly eyes with rick i always forget her name oh the blonde yeah not, strawberry not amy no she's cute well anyway cute love interest for rick just tries to shoot her fumbles the gun goes across the floor thing one thing leads to another and she picks up a scissors and starts just stabbing the shit out, out of the wolf uh-huh. uh, member, and the son walks in and sees. I, I tell you, and I she does it one all, last time. I rarely get excited when I watch TV. I stood up and I said, "Fuck that bastard up!" Ah! And she's stabbing him, and I felt it. It was such a, a visceral moment. That's what this season is. This season is tons of visceral moments, like the one we got in episode three, which, my opinion. It's not going to change because I thought it was a great episode, but their follow-up could cloud my appreciation of this scene if they backpedal. And Scotty Young is convinced they're going to, as is friggin' Contrarian Mario, uh, that there is going to be an out for Glenn. Yeah, my brother is one. A lot of the, um, a lot of the articles that I've read um, cuz yeah they, it is it is entirely possible but I don't know why they would feel the need to ha ah, fooled you all we had you go and you really thought it happened and and ha ha psych here he is again and it it's that would that's shenanigans they don't they don't need, need to. to do no no then just i mean then then just show it show it so then now we're trying to figure out you know well when the hell is Glenn going to show back and there's no there's enough crappy stuff going on around them that this doesn't need it to be added to. We don't, you know, Maggie lost her sister right in front of her. You know, they're just things that. That was dumb. They were just, yeah. you know, so they're, Maggie hasn't exactly had a lot of good times lately. No, um, Maggie saw, Maggie saw her awesome father. She saw her father die. I mean, she, she didn't see, she, she didn't see Beth die, but she saw, I mean, Beth was brought out to her. The, um, but yeah, you know, and then, and then, and then she and Glenn are finally, you know, together and, and, and maybe, and she's probably pregnant also, which isn't going to help because now, 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 now the baby's just going to remind her every day. But the, um, 
There's just, there is a way that they could do the out. And, and I'm kind of, and I hate the whole, oh, look at these behind the scenes photos of Glenn in costume with some guy who hasn't been introduced on the show. I don't care. If it, it, listen, it, it, does it happen on the show? Then it's canon. I don't, I don't care about behind the scenes shit. I don't care about what, what, what script the writers threw out that day. I don't care about anything that going in to make the show. Show me the show. That's what I'm going by. So I, you know, the fact that, oh, Glenn wasn't interviewed on the talking dead like every other dead person is, or they didn't do an in memoriam because, because why? Because so that means nothing is, is the talking dead. Yes, it's related to the show. Of course, they're talking about the show, but it, it has nothing to do with the actual piece of art. It's commentary on the art. So whatever they do on, on talking dead, what it, it it doesn't factor into the actual piece itself, the actual art. It shouldn't factor into I it. I agree with you. Um, but I really, I, 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 w- I would be dumbfounded if he gets out of this. I mean, when we take the, let's see, I, I'm sure there, there are ways of, of tabulating the possibility based on how many zombies are in the scene and the location and his proximity to the fence. If, if he pulls himself under that dumpster, I'm going to have a hard time watching that show again. If, if he somehow kicks his way out and scrambles up the fence with the freaking barbed wire or somehow makes it to that stairwell that I didn't understand why they didn't just make a beeline for that in the first place. There was a, uh, an access stairwell leading up to like the second floor on the building that's right there. They could have just, it would, it would make more sense to try and run up that stairwell and hope that the door was open. But if it wasn't, I think they could defend themselves on a stairwell way easier than they could on the top of a dumpster. Yeah. Like all you gotta do is use the zombies wait against them push the first one down and watch them all tumble wait till they get back up push them down again and then rick comes with the rv and say that's what i kept waiting for i kept waiting for them to drive up the alley and it, it there were just there were, there were definitely things setting up because once um once uh what's his face um ankle guy and he 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 was actually oh you'll you'll love this uh real life Ankle guy, ankle shot guy is is married in real life to Sasha. Oh, that lucky bastard! Right. Dude. Um, so he Ooh. might stick around for a little while, just, just so they can carpool into work together, I guess. Yeah. But the um, uh, the 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 dude who um, scratch guy, and and of course, then there's Hobble Chick or Crutch Girl, whatever you want to call her. So, I think her name was Amy, and I think uh, I know that the hat dude was Sturgis. Yeah, thank God, what happened to him? Yeah. Uh, idiot. The, um. But it's just like last episode two. I'm getting real tired of these Alexandria people. These limp wristed, <laughs> weak kneed people that are taken out by a single zombie. How can you be taken out by a single zombie? They're not fast. Because you're not. It's, come on. They're not, they're not used to it, dude. They haven't had to deal with it. I'm not used to it. I'd be pretty damn effective in a fight well, that's with the, with these zombies. But but even this episode where um uh I love you honey, I'm sorry, I'm gonna yeah. die. Uh he was taken out by a zombie from behind. They're he got all scratched, in this, yeah. They're all in this area. Failed. 
nobody saw this zombie coming up to him? Well, because they, they, they were it, watching Sturgis run away. Oh, no. It, it's, it's ridiculous. You, you, the people that, the trained people that were there, like Michonne, and, and when you're done with the immediate threat, don't you do a 360 to see what's around you in all directions? Why do you just stand in one direction and just hope there's nothing behind you? You get a, a recon of the entire area. Do a sp- like, it's it's just come. I know how to do it. I'm not a fighter, right? That one zombie takes these people out. And last episode, the dude, the zombie came from behind a tree. Yeah, it got him behind it. Like boo! Oh, I'm dead. I know. You you you're pathetic and you deserve. Yeah, it. I know. It's Darwinism, but with with how how um severe their numbers were were being decimated uh things were definitely getting set up so that you know everything was everything was in place you know with with the with Glenn going through his bag with the watch and everything else it was it it was fitting and the fact that it happens like this just reinforces the fact that shit happens and bad things happen and you, and they happen to people that you do care about just like the real world. And to have the, the music and the slow motion and not being able to hear anything, you're just, you're just reading Glenn's face, um, wondering, Oh, you know, cause I've, I've watched this scene and if, if dipshit, if, if, Nick. Yeah, Nicholas, if he landed on him, I didn't see when, when the camera pans back and, and you see Glenn from the side and, 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 and he falls down on his back. I didn't see Nick land on top of him. No, no. And, and I thought initially, I, based on the way that, that one scene where they first pitch into the, the scrum. Yep. I, I thought, okay, he's going to land on top of him, but you don't actually see him land on top of him. Mm-hmm. And I thought the death as filmed was amazing. I do too. I thought it was very well shot. I would have pitched, well, I didn't have the same goal that they had. I would have pitched the angle a little bit more, you know, just so you can see the wound, but then they would have given away what they didn't want to give away. Um, and I, that scene, you don't, you never see it coming until, I mean, there's no indication. Yes, there are, there are flashes of Nick dealing with the old anxiety crap and, and they, they go down. No, seriously. I know. And then they, they go down. Here's a high pitch whistle. Yeah. They go into the, the alley and it happens so fast. My jaw just, whoo. I was aghast. I, it was a very effective segment yep. as, as filmed. And, and so much so that I almost, I mean, I never watched Talking Dead. I know. I recorded it. I haven't and, watched it yet. And I, I, I stuck around and, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown was on. She is a fine woman. Oh my goodness. And, uh, Damon Lindelof was on too. And, um, they, they open up the show and they're both just sitting there shaking yeah. their heads. Oh yeah. Just like what? Because like Homeboy said, like Hardwick was saying, you know, Damon has, he, he's been on the other side of it. He, yeah, yeah. You know, so he, he's used to manipulating emotions like that. And the, uh, 
I think at that point, once, once Glenn was on his back on the ground and the swarm was on top of him, if he were to make it out of there, I think that that could have been a lot of people going, all right, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. I'm, you know what? I don't want history to repeat itself because I parted ways with the comic when, uh, Glenn kissed Lucille and I said, I, I really don't want to to fund the work of a malicious writer who loves to kill his darlings. That's what Kirkman does. Right. He loves to maim and kill his darlings. And th- there is a component of the series where that is inevitable. You can't have everyone survive every issue. But to do so to a character as beloved as Glenn in the way that he did, and then he did it in in uh uh to um uh Invincible with Eve and then he did like he he has this pattern he's established this pattern where he'll hurt and or kill beloved characters and it's just I don't want to fund this I don't want to be a part of this anymore um I wish him a, a lot of success I think he's got a real future in the industry but um <laughs> the if if it happens with this again on the Walking Dead TV show I don't know what I'm going to do I I really do because you know fool me once Okay, your fault. If I stick around and they do it again, you know, it's just like, I, there's enough mediocre bullshit on television. Right. And, and Walking Dead is not, it, 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 there's nowhere near mediocrity in the show. But if they succumb to the same bullshit that happens on crap that no one cares about, like, like they used to do this to death on like those, those, um, primetime, uh, uh, what it what was like? It was like paint and place. Like after that, like Dynasty, Falcon and Falcon Crest, yeah, and Dynasty. Yeah, Dynasty. They used to do this, and no one took it seriously. It was like the, the, you know that guilty pleasure. It was a soap I don't, opera. I don't, I don't, this isn't yeah. A soap that's, that's what I was looking for. Soap opera, but that's besides the point. You can make an effective soap opera and and not use the and not you know fall into the the potholes that everyone else does when they make this crap. You could do it artfully, and and this season of of Dead has been very artfully crafted yeah. it, it's it's amazing what they're pulling off don't don't go lowbrow there's there's nothing lowbrow about this show don't play games no. that that's the it, thing you could you could leave him behind you could have left him trapped in a building and then we find out he got out because at least there's things we didn't see but you know Morgan is back. You know, I mean, that's that's fantastic. You don't know what was going to happen with Morgan when he and Rick parted ways. Yeah. You saw him again and, and do went a little off the deep end, but he was alive. You don't know what happened to him. And then he's following the group and, and okay, now next week we'll get his backstory somewhat, but you know, to, to show what they showed it, it, it is, it's, it's straight up shenanigans. It's not something they needed to do. You don't, no. you don't need to manipulate us like that. There are three, basically, you know, I mean, and you saw the memes and in this, this is a show we established this early on that this is a show that even if you are a regular, a series regular, your name is in the credits when the show starts before it goes to commercial, you are still not safe. And that's fine. I love that about this show. And if they're undermining that now, right? Because now if, and, if, and, if, if you're going to kill Glenn, then just, just do it. You don't have to play games. You don't, because there are three dudes and well, four, including Carol, but there are three. There's 
there's because there were the memes going around. If Daryl dies this season, we riot. You know, Rick, because a he's a star, and 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 you know it's it's Andrew Lincoln, and you know, but I even him, I could see him going. I could see everybody going, but there are three dudes who I think you would never expect to see not make it through the end of the series, and that's Rick, that's Glenn, and that's Daryl. Uh, see, I would think it would be of 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 all the beloved cast who you think who you think are untouchable. I would think Michonne, but she's not an original. But yes, but now no 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 right right. But now, well that that was my qualify those are my qualifiers. But yes, Michonne is it, it's not she she bumps Glenn off the list. Oh, in your it's, eyes, okay. Yeah, it's it's Rick, Daryl, and Michonne. Those are the untouchables. What about Carol. Carol, as much as I love her and I, I, I'm, as much as I think she is the best character on the show, a lot of people probably don't share my opinion of Carol. See, and the thing is with Carol, Carol would need to, which is something I would have expected them to do with Glenn if they were going to write Glenn off. There, with a character like that, there needs to be a sacrifice made. They need to go out in a blaze of glory and, and, but, but that, which isn't always ideal for this world. Which is why it's a little bit more gut wrenching if it doesn't happen that way. But I would think that that if Carol were to go, that she is going to take out as many as she can oh, with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but see, that was the great thing about Glenn's uh, supposed death. There wasn't a whole lot of pomp and circumstance. He just got eaten, right? Supposedly. Yeah. And sometimes that's the way it goes. Yes. Insurmountable odds. One. Uh, Lone dude, uh, it happens. It happens. At least it's not, he didn't go out Alexandria style with, with one zombie popping out from behind a tree like a friggin' dead jack in the box. Oh, I'm dead. Like, it's ridiculous. But I thought this, this scene was fantastic. But there are a couple things that they mention on Talking Dead that, well, one of them they didn't, they mentioned on the show, but I think you would think it would be obvious. Do you think that the Rick's cut is going to lead to his character on the TV show physically oh, losing his hand. Yeah. Um, I saw a link on Facebook where I guess they were asking, they were talking to a showrunner and he, and they warned you, you know, don't click this link if you don't want to know, but they spoke to a showrunner about where this is leading to. And I kept going back and I was, and they, it was real fucking slick because if you're not careful, you could think he got bit or scratched, but it was when he pushed up against to push so the cut himself away. The yeah. Because yeah. the blade was sticking out of the dude's shoulder. He, he cut himself on it. So it was a pretty big, looked like it was a pretty good gash. I thought it was pretty slick the way they did it. Um, you know, the governor lost an eye. He didn't, he, he wasn't, he wasn't missing a hand. If, if they want to go that route, you know, so what, what do they say? An infection sets in, I guess it, I don't know. But see, it's, it's really strange because they, as long as the show's been on, they haven't really established exactly what it is besides death that causes you to turn. Like if you get bit, you die. Why do you die? Is it because there's something? There's got to be something. Uh, there's, yeah. Is there a pathogen? Yeah, there's got to be. There's, there's got to be some some germ. Okay, so if there's some DNA in the in the in the saliva of these zombies that makes you dead and come back, why isn't it in the blood? Like, why if Rick got cut on that blade that he that was sticking out of the zombie, the zombie's blood was obviously on the blade. 
So it, it's the same. It, one would think it's the same. Unless it's co- uh, whole, yeah, exposed to air or it, it, it dries out. You know, like sperm. It's like, you know, if, if yeah, it's, it's, like, it's sperm. like sperm. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least if they, if they bite you, if they, if they bite you, that's, you know, that, that, that's, that's more directly from the source, you know, dry, dried blood. Um, because there's no air in their mouth, right? Right. Come you on, know, come on. I'm just saying. I don't know. But I mean, you know, in the Romero stuff, you get bit, you dead. And the thing you is, get, and, you get blood in you, you dead. And I think, I think Homeboy would have cut his own hand off if, if that was, if, the, if that was a serious risk. Well, maybe it'll get infected. Right. Maybe it'll get, it'll get necrotic and he'll have to t- take it off. Or maybe he'll cut it off and it'll be like Ash in, uh, Evil Dead 2 and the hands will be running around and trying to kill him. That'd be fun. But I mean, I saw the, the preview for Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Oh my, it, it, it was only like four minutes long and I, I would have been completely satisfied if the first episode was only four minutes long because it gave me everything I wanted. Everything. Everything. But anyway, and the second thing, and I think Damon Lindelof said this, he said, Exactly what you said. There are untouchables on this show. And the longer the show goes on and the more the characters do to endear themselves to the audience, that untouchable list gets longer. And you have to do something to to keep credibility alive within the narrative. You have to do something sooner or later to start whittling away at that list. And it becomes increasingly difficult to do that. So if Glenn's not dead now, like I said, okay, that list just got a little longer. Cause like this is now the superhuman dude that survived this, uh, you know, the odds are against him in this zombie pile and, and he survived. Like, so now he attains like this goofy legendary status now. It's going to be hard to take him out. I would rather see Glenn dead as much as it hurts. I would rather see Glenn dead and, and have him come back. As gl- dead Glenn, just to have Maggie cry and snot all up, and I would be there to console. <laughs> of her. course, yes. But as long as Sasha didn't need you, Sasha could help. There, there's the scenario right there. I thought it was a great episode, but I, I'm, my fingers are crossed that I'm wrong. That 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 you know, well, I'm, my fingers are crossed actually that I'm right that he is dead, but. More intelligent people than I have pointed out things, yeah. Scotty, Scotty, um, young and stuff. And, uh, I hope Scotty's wrong because I, I want them to cling to the mission statement. No one is safe. Take this guy out. He, he, based on what we've seen, he needs to be dead. It will be, the, it would rank up there with the best episodes of the sea, of the, of the, the series. Yep. Oh well. Well, it remains to be seen. Well, I don't know. We probably won't see this week because they're they're, they're sadistic bastards based on last episode, and uh, they'll probably drag it out some. Friggin' Nicholas. That this is the reaction that we saw from Glenn. That that was something that you would see if it was Maggie getting. God forbid it. I know. But if it, I could see his reaction, this is the dude, Glenn did not want Nicholas on any supply runs. They want him on a team. They want him out and about. The, Nicholas is the dude who, who killed Noah, tried to kill Glenn, 
and all, he's 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 been a a 180 pound bag of wet shit that that you've had to drag from place. That's right. Right. So I'm, they should have used Nicholas to to uh, buttress the, the the wall around the RV to to corral the yes. zombies. They should use just, him as a sandbag. Yeah, he would have been really effective as a sandbag. Just 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 rip up pieces of Nicholas and throw at the zombies. So this way they can still right. eat. Just, they wouldn't even eat that. <laughs> they wouldn't eat that. <laughs> just, but I was just it, it's. I get I, I do get it. You know I. It, part of me is just like no, let Glenn be dead because I do not want to hear from so many people who never have shit to say about. Told you so. I told you so. Told you still. I see. I told you. It's like I knew he wasn't dead because I never watched the show anyway. But it's it, there are just it's about Mario. There, yes. No, <laughs> I'm mentioning Mario. Why'd you just, why'd you just say, oh, say Mario? Well, we don't Mario. want to hear it from Mario. No, we, well, he, he'll say regardless. It, there okay. are no, yeah, you, you will. Yes, yeah. but that's not, that, that, that's not the person I am specifically speaking about. But no, there are, it's, I, I get it. And, and kudos to you people making the show for, you know, fucking with us for no reason whatsoever. I don't, oh, they've talked about it. We talk about it anyway. I, there's, I don't see the benefit. Other than them saying, we fooled you, which is not, this, this, this isn't who shot JR. This isn't, we don't need to know any of this. You don't need the games. That, that's what's unnecessary. And, and it's, no, it's, it, I'm not saying it's going to hurt the show. I'm not saying people are just going to, well, I mean, you've, you've, you've made it abundantly clear that depending on how it pans out, if, if he isn't, if he is alive and how it comes to be, that you know you're done, which is absolutely fine. And and I've, dude, I've been done with shit before. I, would this ruin it for me? I don't know. It, this is what the seventh season. It, it's I mean, there's six, six. six seasons, so I I can't. It's an AMC show. They don't go on forever. I don't know how much longer the show has. Um, I think it's got a lot more. Length. I think it yeah. does, but and 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 the way things are going, I mean, they, they've been exact. They, they've been in Alexandria. For the second half of last season, they're still there now. This is this has been three episodes, and all it's been is is a um, it was supposed to be a, a a corralling party where they just they they do a dry run. This is how we're going to do it, and then the next day they were going to do it. But it's been three weeks now. The next week's going to be four, and that's that's a Morgan flashback. But so far this season, and we're almost at the halfway point for the season, that. We haven't had much progress because we've had Rick and his crew and a pretty strong posse out and about. Season's only eight episodes. It's 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 maybe twelve to thirteen, but they do they do that split, like around Thanksgiving oh, they right. take a break and they yeah. come back in fucking February. So that's right. Um, yeah. So we're almost at the the mid season point, and you you have you have Rick and a bunch of dudes on one side of town you have a bunch of people that you have the wolves attacking so i'm i'm just i'm afraid that we're getting to they're just going to repeat that formula where it's like all right we're going to take the first half of the season it's going to take them forever to get back to where they were supposed to be just like the prison just like the governor it's like it's like why why are we taking so long i know it's slow moving i know it's it's to ramp up the 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 tension but what do you yeah you're you're what do you think about Enid? Do you think she's a wolf? That's uh that's JSS, right? 
No, that's Carl's uh, emo Enid, the, like that girlfriend that he that right. he's yeah, always. No, she on was on. scratching JSS and leaving. J- oh, right, right, right. See, that's the thing. Uh, after she saw her parents die, and after she ate Michelangelo, the the um, <laughs> she so she basically when they, they they shot those scenes with her alone, singular by herself. But then somewhere in, in, I remember her in the, in the series saying we, when we were out there. So she, I mean, if they established that, yeah, she was alone when she came to the, to the gate, you know, and she says we. I, 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 I'm thinking Enid's one of the wolves, I, right? I'm thinking there's gotta be something to her, cause why do we get a flashback of her of all people? Right, like who cares? I mean, granted, it was it was it was a pretty fucked up story because Dad's trying to fix the car, and then all of a sudden the walkers show up, and and now she's she's on her own. So I mean, we get we get why she is, um, why why she's acting like she's constant. No, she gloomy uh, gust. Just pull yourself out. Of it. The uh, I can I could see her, but is. But she had no markings. I mean, why would they? I mean, this will be a mole. I mean, did I don't think we know enough about the wolves. Well, the wolves' markings, most are they all branded? Pretty much. Maybe she's. Maybe they don't brand spies. Or she's branded elsewhere. Or she's branded elsewhere. Uh, the yeah, I don't. I don't know. And what was people talking about? What like, like, like Judith was taken? When when the hell did that happen? I thought they uh... nah they I see they said that on on Talking Dead too, where you know the casserole went off. Hey, no crying baby. Maybe she's a heavy sleeper. And why she got to cry? Just cause, because because I mean that was, like, that, that was maybe she likes casserole. Maybe, that was, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that was the time that they were just setting so that they could go check on her. I mean, just oh she's going to wake up in forty five minutes and cry. That that, that, that give me a break. It would that have been awesome though if the show was actually timed with the timer. Like if it, if, yes, I mean it, it's <laughs> that would be fantastic. But uh, I just killed a bunch of people. Hey, it's time to take the. Uh, I honestly the, thought uh, tuna fish. Out. I honestly thought when that happened, because this 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 dumb bitch was outside smoking, that that was Carol's imagination just going, "Oh my god, if something would just come along." And and I thought I thought that was Carol imagining things. Mm. That, well, but, yeah, it was played that way, initially. and then, and then, yeah, and then it comes back, and you realize what the hell's going on. But it, it's, I, I might have to watch the first, the end of the first episode again to see when exactly, um, because I know Rick told Morgan get back home, but my man can run fast. Yeah, and he was the only dude. That, I mean, I guess nobody else was with him. Everybody else was just like, you know, go, go take care of that horn. How do you know? Why would you just send Morgan? That's why Rick isn't dead, because he's fast and would not be felled by a single frickin' zombie. That's why he's still alive, because he's, he's got his head screwed on. Yes, right? he does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, people, a lot of the people in the group are at odds with his, his, his way of doing things, but he keeps his people alive, and that's all he cares about. That's all he should care about. Yeah. He's not a babysitter. <laughs> Damn it. Make sure Sasha and Maggie make sure they're okay. He slipped up a little with Beth, but she he wasn't around to protect her. So it happens. It does happen. Yeah. Let's talk about some comics. What are you reading? Oof, what am I reading? Uh let's see. Um 
Did you read the fifth issue of Weird World? Five new, but I want to hear. Oh my lord, no. Come no, on. I'm not going to do that to you. It's, it's You said on the Facebook it's a prelude to another. It is. Movie. It is. It is so yeah. and which, you know what, hey, maybe 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 Aaron was going to write something that was just know. definitive and end it, but mm-hmm. once they were like, "Yo, this this is taking the fuck off, man. People are really interested. Maybe, maybe we should consider." And it's I would love to know exactly how much it took off because I'm thinking it I'm thinking the numbers are there to warrant an ongoing with an eye on maybe it'll get to eight, 12 issues. You know, initially when they pitched the weird world series, I'm, I, I can only imagine they were thinking, okay, this is a special event. We can do whatever we want. Let them have their jollies and do this world world thing. But I'm sure going into it that Aaron did not plan for it to be open-ended. No, which, what which, is, which what could be why of- he's not writing it. Right. What are the chances of Weird World, of all things, finding an audience? I, it didn't even catch on big in the 70s. You know, a couple singles and the Marvel um, special edition, maybe, what was it, three of them? Wow, was it really? Yeah, well, isn't, I think Warriors of the Shadow Realm is tied to Weird World in some fashion. Okay. I could be wrong. But I'm, I, I know the Plug stuff was maybe... Two, two issues, three issues. I don't know, but they've appeared from time to time in the Marvel universe since, you know, few and far between. But these aren't those characters. This Weird World has really nothing to do with the original stuff. It's it's Weird World and you listen to Art Bell. It's Weird Weird World in name. I swear it sounded like the beginning of Art Bell. No, it was, it was letting me know about the weather. Rain of Men. The, this weird world resembles the original in name only. So, maybe that's why it's working. I don't know. The, uh, but I mean, it, it's consistent from the first issue to the fifth. Everything looks fantastic. Um, it's a, uh, it, it, like I said, it's, it's, I'm, I'm guessing some people are going to be really happy. Um, oh, what? Yeah. Well, if you read it, I took him Lois and Clark. So the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, people, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. I was very happy. Uh, and there's, oh man, there's a, uh, yeah, it's, it, parts of it is a little on the fucked up side, but overall, it's, <laughs> you don't it's, say, yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a, uh, it's a good, it's a good issue. It does. It, it, it's not as bad as that, um, Green Arrow Black Canary wedding special where if it ended three issue, three pages sooner, it would have been the perfect, most greatest ever one shot known to man, but they had to go and fuck it up with those last three pages. It's not that bad because right when it, it's, uh, oh, just no, me. I don't, cause it's, I was gonna bring up Lost again for some reason, but basically, the, uh. You do want me to read this, right? Yes, so. Okay. Oh. See what I did there? Oh, you want this knife back that's sticking out of my back? I'm sorry. The, uh, we never got into that. We didn't. I was on board the Lost train up until the bomb went off. Once that, uh, the, the big kablooey happened, everything That's after- like the 
winter pool. season. There's... No, 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 no. No. Not the bomb under the island, not the big magnet? No, the, the, the second bomb, the, the, the nuclear thing went off. And no, it's just, it just was ridiculous. I thought the last episode was horrendous. I disagree. Okay. Uh, but, um, especially where I was at, at that moment when, when, when the last episode was happening in the last scene. But anyway, the, uh, coexist. The, 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 that was the last episode. Coexist. Everything's real. Everything's true. What? It can't be true. The stained glass window had every denominator, every religious, every every flake of religious uh, belief on it. Because every belief was on the plane. It isn't all valid. None of it's probably valid. But it was on the window. Okay, so that means, you know, we're we're good. It doesn't matter what you believe in, you're going to heaven. Uh, You just, that's... But we're going to keep you in purgatory for a couple years first until we can make some money off you. And then you can go to heaven. There's the door. Go ahead. Take the dog, too. Take the dog. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the amount of hate in your heart. The, <laughs> the, uh, there's basically there is, there's a bright light moment. And, uh, you're kind of, I guess you're going to say in present day, it's just, it, like I said, does Archon die? Tell me Archon doesn't die. He tries to. He tries to off himself. Okay. Uh, that, that's very believable. And, and there's a, uh, and, and there's a, uh, cry into battle. Uh, an airplane shows up. There's, it's, it, it, like I said, it's, it's consistent. It's well done. It looks amazing. There are some, uh, there are some pretty sweet seeds. You might, you might have new wallpaper. I'm saying it. Oh, is there a, a man things spread? There is a, is there a man things spread? There is a, a bunch of, um, characters. Yeah, no, there's, there's, um, well, Scully comes back. Uh, no Mulder? This, <laughs> I see what you did there. There is a pretty, yeah, no, there's, there's some mad things and there's a warhead and there's, uh. Even Skull the Slayer is close to his, uh, previous incarnation. It, it, I mean, it, it's not too far removed, but the whole world, from what I can remember anyway, is nothing like the original Weird, weird World. And it shouldn't have to be. Let's, let's have a new take on an old, uh, dance step. No? No, I, I agree. And, and Del Mundo is coming back for the ongoing, but it was um, visually will be consistent. That's good. Yes, who's writing it? I forget. I do um, too. It was not was it's not Humphreys, right? Is it? Um, yes, Sam. Is it okay? I believe so. Yes. Good thing you brought that up, Mister Mind. The you know, Morgan Lefay is fetching, uh, but no, there's a um, there's. The dragon is there. It's everybody, you know. <laughs> You're doing your best I, not to be specific. I, uh, well, the dragon, dragon shows up. He brings cake. They all no, have, have cake. cake. The cake is a lie. <laughs> the, uh, no, I, you'll, you'll dig it. You won't, 
I don't think too much will be a surprise to you, but I think, I think as it, it in this case, it's, it's the journey. The, uh, the destination is, is pretty much obvious since we know that, uh, there'll be an ongoing, uh, but I, I, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I dug it. I recommend it. Um, I read, uh, you know, with the good with the bad, I will say as, as it, as it stems, spins, Spurns from, uh, the convergence event. As great as Lois and Clark is, another tie-in, spin-off from the convergence event is something, uh, called Titan's Hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, pretty much, they, they borrowed a page from Secret Wars and they're just using the name. They're just using a title. Of something that happened. It's, um. You're not gonna believe this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My wife just comes downstairs. Uh-huh. She has a Captain America shirt on. That's hot. A star spangled red, white, and blue tutu. And Captain America leggings. Is this for Halloween or is this for bed? It's, it's for CrossFit. There's, they're having a Halloween oh. thing. It's for CrossFit. Will you please get out of here? It looks awesome, by the way. I wear it for our 20th anniversary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, 20 years today. Happy anniversary, Lou. Ah, poor woman. Oh, I know. She kept you <laughs> off the streets. So I'm sorry for interrupting you. I mean, oh, that's that worth was that. That's worth the interruption. That was necessary. Um, the, the, the cover's nice. It's, it's based on, uh, Nick Hardy where our heroes are on either side of a memorial and then, um, you have our hero, the, the, the past heroes, um, up in the air. But it, it's it's very much like Lois and Clark, where it's set in the current New Fifty Two DC universe. However, uh, unlike Superman, the Superman we know hanging back in the cut, watching the New Fifty Two right. happening, uh, this seems to be, you know, it. This Roy Harper seems to be the Roy Harper Roy Harper that I read in Red Hood and the Outlaws, who was a dick. He's still a dick. It, um, he goes into a liquor store and the, um, the guy ringing him up is, uh, his name is Nark. And, uh, Roy asks him if that's like a nickname and then he's like, it's a name. And he goes to pay and knocks the bottle off the counter, but catches it before it hits the ground. And Nark says, you're speedy. And he goes, wait, what'd you say? He says, you're speedy, your, your reflexes. And he's like, yeah, you're right. That, that's me. I'm speedy. And nudge, nudge. he's drinking that while agent 37 is on the, uh, on a case where he's going after somebody who's harvesting the organs from metahumans. Oh, that's cool. That's a neat it concept. It is a neat concept. So this dude, he, he, he interrupts. Grayson goes to, um, take down a, uh, a buy that's going down where, uh, someone is, it took the lungs from a, um, uh, yes, they, uh, these are lungs from an Atlantean. Ooh. So. 
So they should be pretty popular. Yeah. So not only will they cure your employer cystic fibrosis, they'll allow him to breathe underwater. Um, so as Grayson goes to set everything up so that he can track it and 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 take down the um, the person in charge, here comes this dude who comes barreling in, breaking necks. And he looks just like, I swear to God, I thought this who it was. This is who it was. He looks just like the version of Dick Grayson as the older Nightwing drawn by Tom Grinberg when they introduced Team Titans. Don't you think this is getting a little kind of messy now? Now I'm saying this is who it looks like. It turns out it's actually Garth. It's Aqualad. Oh, okay. I was saying because like we have the, the, Pre New Fifty Two, yeah, Superman running around. It just seems like they're they're putting trap doors everywhere. Yeah. But you you've proven me wrong. Well, this this looks it looks like him, but it isn't. So it it turns up it, it it's Garth. Um, Garth ends up fucking up everything that Grayson that, that that Dick was trying to accomplish with this. They end up fighting for a minute. Um, Garth throws him. And then hops in the water, and there's a um, and there's like a whirlpool which causes uh, Dick to stop in his tracks. Then we cut to it looks like maybe Florida, and I'm guessing that's where Starfire's supposed to be. But it wasn't Starfire. It looked like that. That that looks like Donna Troy. Um, we cut to Mal Duncan, who's accepting an award. Uh, and it turns out that someone calls Dick Grayson and says, you need to get the team, basically saying you need to get the team together. And he's like, who is this? And the voice is like, I'm not on the phone. And he's like, what the, and, and he puts the phone down and it's Lilith in his head. So what's weird is that Lilith seems to be the connection where she's got a drawer full of files with Wonder Girl, Robin, Harold, Hawk, Dove, Speedy, Caveboy, and Aqualad. This does not. Now, now you have people who are getting visions or, or reminiscing or remembering a past that in the New 52 didn't actually happen. But if, if, if this is, so like I said, it, the title is Titan Sun. It has nothing to do with the wildebeest. It has nothing to do with, with Destro kind of joining the team for a minute so he can, you know, find out what's going on. I don't know if we're going to see Panther. I don't know what the hell's this has to do with Titan Sun, which is what really intrigued me about this. But I'll read the second issue to see where it's kind of going. But as much as I loved Lois and Clark, I really didn't feel the same way about this. Some of the art is a little on the inconsistent side. It is, um, you have, uh, pencils by, uh, well, art is by, um, Paolo, uh, Squira and Geraldo, Geraldo Borges and, um, high fives color artist. Some of the panels, some of the pages look really sharp, look really good. They, they, they spend time on it. It, it, it's on point that then there are a couple that just look, really awkward and busted and and I don't know what the hell happens with Dick's hair from one panel to the next it's like all of a sudden he got a buzz cut it just there's just some inconsistency issues in, on some of the pages but I'm not really sure what's going on story wise so I'll 
I'll see where it's going. Dan Abnett is, is your writer. And normally, oh, you know, there's man. really nothing to, to worry about there. But I, I don't, you know, when I think of the Titans, Dan Abnett isn't necessarily a name that pops into my mind. So, um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I don't, you know, I, I don't think he's going to need time to get a feel for these characters. If you're talking about like Mal Duncan or Cave Boy or Harold, these aren't exactly my Titans. I I have a very specific, just like when you and I were talking about, you know, who the hell makes up an Avengers team, and 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 Squirrel Girl and Songbird necessarily aren't on that team for me. But I'm not sure. Basically, I expected something, and I got something else. So that that's on me. Like I said, I'll I'll, I'll read the second issue and see where it's going. But um, I can't jump up and down and say read this like I did with Lois and Clark. So just trying to keep the whole convergence tie-ins or spin-offs somewhat, um, balanced. Yeah. yeah. You've been, um, more complimentary than not. Let's just say you're upbeat. That's true. You got to, you, you got to point out where the warts are. I mean, rightly so, you know, you're, you're doing a service, but for the most part, you, you've been, you know, well, I'm trying to find, you know, if, if I spend time with it, I'm, I'm going to, I shouldn't have to dig. Right. The, 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 what I enjoyed should be right there on the surface. And, and I want to point out that, you know, if I, if, if I read it to the end of the issue, then there had to be something there that kept me going. So, I mean, if I did enjoy it, if, if I like something about it, I'll let you know. But if there's it, it a reason why I'm not singing its praises. Right, right. I have something neat. Do you? And appropriate for the Halloween season. This is the last episode before Halloween proper. So I thought I'd go out with a bang. I want to talk about one of my favorite comics of all time. Mm. Yes. I have six mint copies in my life, which I don't do touch at all, and one reading copy, which I have in my hand right now. Um, the creative team is uh varied there's a lot of hands making this soup it was um well i'll leave one name out because you'll know what it is right off the bat the the subject of the the comic was was involved with the plotting jim salakrip and roger stern also plotted it ed hannigan did the script and this is where you might guess what it is the art was by the great Tom Sutton. If I'm going to do horror for the month, I'm going out with Tom Sutton. Right. Right? Yeah. And inked by Terry Austin. Tom Orzachowski did the letters. And the color art was done by the great, the lady of Marvel Comics, Marie Severn. The issue is number 50. Number 50. The comic is Marvel premiere. The subject is Alice Cooper. Did you not read this issue? I do not believe I read this issue. Oh my God. I love this issue. It is, um, basically a tie in, not basically it is. It's a tie in for Alice Cooper's then released album from the inside. See, in the late 70s, Alice was hitting the bottle pretty hard. Uh-huh. 
and he checked himself into the, um, I believe it was in New York sanitarium. In a New York sanitarium. I don't know exactly, specifically, what sanitarium it is. But he was having problems coping with the booze. So he checked himself in. And the From the Inside album was a product of the things he endured in this sanitarium. Uh, Basically, what the album is, you get an intro from the inside. I am in this insane asylum. This is... um, you know, my current situation. There's a song at the end that basically admits we're all crazy. And in between, you get these character vignettes of all these insane, whacked out characters. How they got that way. Why they're that way. Who they were before. What they are now. There's a Vietnam vet named Jackknife Johnny. Uh, there's a plea to his... Woman on the Outside, which was the hit from this album. You've heard How You Gonna See Me Now, right? Say it again? How You Gonna See Me Now? That ballad. Alice always has a ballad. Right, 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 right. Well, he did until he sold his soul and started doing shit. But um, there's a pair of psychopathic lovers called Millie and Billy uh, inside the asylum. The object of Alice's affection is a nurse named Rosetta. Who wears, you know, garter belts underneath her nurse's uniform and she's very fetching and he sneaks a peek at her now and then and he gets excited. It's like the love interest inside. There's a place of seclusion where the bad patients go called the quiet room. It's a padded cell, basically. You know, act up. You're going in the quiet room. And, and Alice just formulated this, this, it's a concept album around all these his his ordeals and all these characters he devised based on what he saw in this asylum. The album itself is really cool because one of the things Alice always did would would put some flourish into the actual packaging of his album. Like Billion Dollar Babies was the wallet with the paper money inside. Schools Out was the desk with the panties. In, you know, you, the, the front of the album flipped up. It was the top of the desk. And, you know, you just, the, the, the panties were in there. Um, and uh, from the inside was no different. It was a die-cut gatefold. Like the front of the, the album was Alice's face superimposed over the doors of, of, a, of the sanitarium. And the, the, the album opened up, the doors opened up in the middle. They were die-cut in the middle. And then you saw a panorama of the the actual asylum with populated by all the characters and in the i believe the 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 the, the right hand side somewhere was the door to the quiet room and it was die cut as well and you opened up the door in this gatefold and you saw Alice in the quiet room which was really a picture from the sleeve that was tipped in in the back you know mm-hmm. and when you, when you flip the album over the back was die cut too and it was the back doors to the asylum and you you open them up and all the inmates were led by Alice were running out. They're escaping the asylum. Hence the last song where, you know, inmates were all crazy. Um, the, the, the comic, if you've heard the album is exactly what you would expect. Uh, it is not unlike an issue of Howard, the duck written by Steve Gerber. Remember when Howard was in the asylum? It's a lot like that. But it's crossed with that mad magazine, Harvey Kurtzman sensibility where no matter where 
it is in the panel, foreground, midground, background. Something's going on. There's something going on in every panel. Like, the reason why Alice is in the asylum in the comic is a case of mistaken identity. These guys are supposed to pick up this Alex Cooper who's deranged. And Alice just happens to sit next to him. I mean, it's, it's a pretty... Uh, what's the word? Contrived premise that gets him into the the asylum. And when the guys come, they're like, hey, Cooper, we're here to take you away. And they, they take Alice instead of Alex. Um, so Alice is in the asylum and all the characters are running around. Uh, there's a lot of cameos um, in the foreground, in the background of some scenes. Namor makes an appearance. Um, there's on the phone in in the background, Tony Isabella is calling Roy Thomas to get him out. Uh, let's see what else is in here. There are famous cartoon characters in here. Fearless Fosdick is in here. The Hulk, the Popeye gang is in the background of one panel. It it is as chaotic as not remember not Brand Eck. Uh huh. That mixed by. Mixed, intermingled with kind of like Harvey Kurtzman's Mad Magazine, where it's just this chaotic stew of stuff. And you could spend forever just, it's Terry Austin on inks. So it is way more detailed than I've seen Tom Sutton, well, than Tom Sutton usually was. Um, and because it was released in 78, I believe, I would have thought there would be a Howard cameo somewhere. He was a Marvel Comics character, and uh, you know Howard seventy six. This is seventy eight or seventy nine. Uh, no Howard, you know. Uh, little it doesn't ruin the book, but I mean it would have been cool. Um, and while Alice is in the asylum, the thing that gets him through it is like he's got to get out for Veronica's sake, and that's another song from the album. But there's a discrepancy because on the album. Veronica is a dog. He's got to get out of the asylum for Veronica's sake because she'd get pretty weird. And he has to be there for her. But in the comic, Veronica is a snake. Which ties in better with the whole Alice Cooper persona. Alice should have did that. Right? Wouldn't It, it would have been better if, if Veronica was actually a snake. But no. Um... And, you know, through the course of the issue, you see Alice interact with all these wackos, Jackknife Johnny. You know, he's a military dude and he's nuts and he's saluting people. And Nurse Rosetta is a smoking hot uh, black woman. And they didn't actually make that clear in the gatefold. Like, there is a black nurse. She's she's adjusting her a picture or something. And, and you have this this inmate that's looking up her dress, which would fit with the lyrics of the song and what goes on in the comic. But in the comic, there's a foot fetishist that is so hot for Veronica, or um, Nurse Rosetta. But there's also a, a white nurse in the gatefold, too. So, th- I mean, there was some artistic liberties taken, and I'm sure Alice gave him some direction here and there, whatever he could. I don't know how much involvement he had in this. But this is one of those issues that, I mean, we all have them, right? We have these issues that, beloved issues that just take us back. 76, I was 11 years old, or no, 70, I'm going to get the exact date so I can tell you how old I was. This is 79. 
So I was like 14 in 79. Still a kid, right? Still in high school. This is one of those issues that I read it and the time machine does exist. I can go back to that time because I can remember what I was doing when I bought this issue. I remember exactly what I had to do to get this issue. I sold newspapers. And the money I had from, from selling that crap, uh, the end of my route, there was a newsstand, an awesome newsstand. And I, I, that's where I bought this issue. And that's the copy that I'm holding in my hand right now. That exact issue. That's the reader copy. Because I read this friggin' thing. I can't even tell you how many times I read it. It is one of my, my cherished possessions. Oh. It, and it's art and it's 40 cents and it was done to promote something else. And I'm sure the people involved didn't really invest all that much creative energy into it. Obviously, the, the, the visual part of the creative team did, but I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, Roger Stern and those cats didn't say, you know, we're going to make the best issue we can. Like, Alley Oop is in it. In the background. Freaking Alley Oop. We need something to put in the background. What are we going to do? Ah, throw Alley Oop in it. You know? Or, you know, maybe they just left it up to Sutton to do whatever he wanted to do. Or maybe it was Terry Austin who just inked in. Who knows? Whatever the case. The finished product. Oh, and, um, the cover letters were done by Gaspar Saladino too. Does it get better than Gaspar Saladino? I don't know. And, uh, uh, Watanabe. I think his name's Irv, was named Irving or Irv Watanabe. But it's just, it, I, I have a hard time delineating my exact excitement for this issue and why everybody, I like, I know Gordy feels the same way. This is a great issue because Gordy's an Alice Cooper fan. I'm an Alice Cooper fan. From the Inside was his last truly great album. It may not have been as good as what came before or the highs that came before. The one that came before was the live album, which sucks. It's one of the worst live albums ever. But Alice Cooper, up until this album, had some really amazing albums. Welcome to my nightmare. And and that's the thing. Within the issue, characters will say something that echo lines from the album. Not just from the inside. Uh, like previous Alice Cooper albums too, like Welcome to My Nightmare. There's a line from Elected in here, which was a big Alice Cooper song. Um, and, and so like they're playing to their strengths. They're, they're, they know that the majority of the people who buy this issue are probably going to be fans of the source material, right? Like, why would you buy an Alice Cooper comic if you weren't an Alice Cooper right. fan? Maybe you were a horror fan. Maybe you're just a Marvel fan. But I think the percentage of those people were really low, right? So they're playing to their strengths. And I just love everything about this issue. One of my favorite horror artists, teamed by one of the best inkers ever. I don't think that's far-fetched thing to say. Terry Austin's one of the best inkers in the business ever, right? Right. It could have been done as a lark. Who cares? It could have been done for money. Whatever the case, this issue mattered to me. It still matters to me. After all these years, um, as a Spider-Man fan, as a Fantastic Four devotee, what I remember most or more than is this silly Alice Cooper Marvel premiere number 50. Why? 
How do I quantify that? What do I specifically say is the reason why this thing really lights a fire under me? I don't know, but all the pieces are there, so whatever they may be, and they all mingle to this amazing cohesion of like goodness. This is my wayback machine, the single issue. This 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 is my transportation back to 14 years old. Aww. It's crazy. But it's 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 a really great issue. I, I I'm sure you can find it for relatively cheap. I don't think it was. I don't know if it was ever reprinted. I don't think it was. I think if you want to read this, you got to go back to the actual source material, and and that is is medium specificity. Experience this in the medium in which it was actually delivered. Like there's this whole thing going on with film these days. Mm-hmm. And and there there are there are proponents of if it was shot on film, the best and only way you should experience this art is actually through the medium of film. Because you lose things when something is digitally transferred, you don't get the exact penetration of the light through the celluloid projected onto a screen. And the, the, the variations that occur in the distance between the, the camera or the projector and the screen, the, there may be things obscure. You know what I mean? Like there's so many variables when you're projecting moving images onto a screen. And, and that was, that's part of the allure of celluloid. Whereas when it goes to digital, I think, and I know I'm not alone, something is lost. Yeah, you gain clarity and you gain deliverability and you gain portability and it's easier to watch and you don't have to set up all these big freaking devices and have a whole entire room devoted to watching this thing. I understand that. But the best and only way to watch film is film, right? It's not only the medium, it's the art itself. You cannot separate the art from the medium. It is, it's both. It's both art. I mean, and I think these, these vintage comics are the same way. They're probably browning by now. The paper probably smells like vinegar. They're probably, you know, uh, all wrinkled and, and, and stuff. And the majority of them were, were manhandled to death. That's the way you should experience these. A trade paperback is awesome. Remastered art, great. I'm all for it. But that's not to supplant the original. That's in addition to those originals still exist. And that's the best way to experience these things. Go back, get the original issues, because it wasn't only the story that was part of the Marvel comic. Am I being long winded? Nah, dude. Sorry, sorry. It's not, not exactly the, not only the story that was the Marvel comics experience back then. It was the cover stock. It was the toothiness of the paper. It was the friggin' Cylon Centurion leader from Battlestar Galactica ad on the inside front cover. And the, you know, the, the Marvel, the 132 Roman soldiers for 250 bullshit, the Johnson Smith company, you know, all those added up to the entire experience. It wasn't just one thing. It was an amalgamation of all these things that made us fall in love with Marvel. You don't get those in the trade, right? right. You don't, it, it doesn't happen. Go back and get the original issues. Yeah, it's a pain and it may cost you more, but if you're, if you're invested in the art form, if you want to experience these things the way they were originally presented, go back and get those issues. Nice. I'm not selling any of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got a lot of wind on that because awesome. I'm passionate yes. about that. And it's Halloween. This is your time, bro. Well, since the boy's not coming, we might as well tell them now. Jason's not coming. He flaked out on us. He had something. Nick, Nicholas <laughs> no, I, he, he had something to take care of. For something important. Yeah, no, it's all uh, good. It is all good, but I love my brother and I wish he was there. Oh, no doubt. Let's see. Clock on the wall. Oh, boy. Wow. We're close to two hours. Do you have anything else you'd want to talk about? I'm sure you do. I have a couple of few things. Um, did you see that Supergirl thing? I did watch the first episode. Yes. I watched, I watched, How, you know I watched what? Pilot. I like to, to rub my butt on DC, and especially the DC cinema stuff and the DC TV shows. Which I think the cinema stuff I don't blame you on. No, it, it's it's fairly evident that DC is very very afraid of primary colors. Let let's call them out. The movies especially, high chroma, primary colors bad. You got to have some gray in there. You cannot have a straight red. Oh no, it's 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 that's not what in the mission statement. But whatever. I, I can't speak to the TV stuff because I haven't watched any of it. I know. But I, I will say the stuff I saw from Supergirl, <clears throat> it looks fun. It looks totally in line with what I would expect Supergirl to be. Yeah. And the actress that does play Supergirl? It's fetching. I would go farther than that. I would say there's there's a couple brackets above fetching. She's She's beautiful. And she's not bulky. Right. She's not China, which, no, 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 don't do that. She is of average frame. It's a nice frame, but it's not, I mean, she's, she's fit, but is she, she's not, she's not overly muscular, which is dead on, right? right. No, it's, what did, it's, it, what did you think? I think she's great for the part. Uh, I like her as Kara. I like her as, um, as Supergirl. The, um, Everybody is is pretty on the show. We are introduced to a Hank Henshaw. No way. Yes way. We are uh we are introduced to a James Olsen. The only person don't there are only two people who get to call him Jimmy, his mom and the big guy. And because Superman they is pretty much set the, in his ways. They do say the big guy. He said, yeah, he, he referred to him as, as, yeah, yeah, kind of basically called him the big guy, but it's, it is not tied in to the, um, lackluster Man of Steel movie. It is a separate entity. Uh, Superman does appear, but kind of in, with the sun behind him, so you never really see his face. Uh, it's, it's very, it, it's, it's pretty much in line with the, um, so, so some spoilers here. I'm not going to give the, the whole episode away, but, uh, the pilot's been leaked forever and it, it, it premiered on TV Monday. So most people, I, I didn't say anything online because I do know a lot of people didn't watch it when it premiered. And, um, and I know some folks like Tiki, like TJ, uh, they were because it, it, it's start time is eight o'clock going forward on Monday night. It was eight 30. So they're, you know, it was, if they were going to watch it with their daughters, maybe the daughters went to bed, what have you. So I didn't want to get into it and spoil anything for people online. But as far as now, I figure it's it's fair game. And if you've listened to our Walking Dead talk, then as we wrap up 
with this, you're, you're in it. So it, uh, Cal's rocket, it, it, it basically, it looks like, looks like a subway line. Cal's rocket is in the front and it's ready to go. And his parents are putting him in the rocket ship. And, uh, and you have Kara's mother, um, you have, well, Kara's parents putting her in her rocket ship saying you're going to protect your younger cousin. Um, you're going to follow him. And does that, does that mirror the, the original origin well, in the comics? No, because, I don't even no, because, because the, there's also the bottle city of Candor. There was, I mean, there was the whole thing with, you know, well, where'd she come from? And, you know, why was it a cousin? So why was there a second rocket ship? And, but this is the whole thing about it was, it, they, they did. I remember more of the Matrix. Right. They did do yeah. a retcon where it, it, she was sent to, she was the older of the two and she was going to kind of look out for him. Um, so I think they did borrow some things from column A, some things from column B, but, uh, she kind of got sucked into the Phantom Zone and was basically stuck there for a dozen or so years. So by the time she broke free and did get to earth, Superman was already a thing all grown up and, and, and doing his thing. She didn't have to protect squat. So he dropped her off with the Danvers family. They were scientists. They had a daughter named Alex on the show. The Danvers mom and dad, are played by Dean Cain and Helen Slater. Oh, that's very it cool. It was very cool. It was yeah, really that, neat to see. See, that's a good idea. Yeah, come on. That's a good idea. I also heard that Tom Welling is going to come and do something with the TV I didn't, show. I didn't see anything about that yet. Um, it would make sense as far as Supergirl. He hasn't appeared in, in the CW shows. He hasn't appeared on uh, Arrow or The Flash. So it would make I, I could see him showing up. On Supergirl. I don't know what else really he's been doing lately anyway. Um, so she, she grows up and she works for Cat Co or Cat Core. So basically it's a media, media company, print <laughs> and TV that, that, that's owned by Cat Grant. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to see her kid die. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, and again, that freaking toy man is going to kill the Lord. kid. Oh. I couldn't. Get there in time. Oh man. <laughs> See, now you're gonna make me think of Murphy Anderson who recently passed. But now, um, yeah, it was. But I mean, he had, he had a, oh dude, it's stellar, yeah. stellar life. Um, I say Murphy Anderson, you say? Kurt Swan. No, really? That's your word association? Oh wait, what do you, uh, Swanderson? What do you, what do you mean? I say Murphy Anderson. First thing that comes to your mind. Oh well, uh, Adam Strange. Ah, I was said Spectre. Oh really? Uh, yeah, no, for me, Spectre is, is Jim Aparo or, uh, or maybe even Carmine, but Jim or Neil Adams or Tom Mandrake. Huh. But yeah, I never, I never associate Murphy with. I'm, uh, I'm never going to say Spectre to you then. <laughs> you won't look the <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about Spectre for? Uh, so I have the Mets lost. So the, uh, the, she, she, she's all mature now she's basically a gopher she's fetching coffee she's she's running and getting layouts for for the magazine um and and cats all butthurt because metropolis has 
you know, Superman and he can make papers about Superman and do this and do that. And, and, and you know, we don't have, we don't national city that, that was a little groan inducing. Doesn't have a hero to call its own. Um, I think that's kind of cute. It's, it's cute, but it's, it's, that's a little, I don't know about forced. I mean, at least Star City and Central City. I mean, those those exist. Those are already set in the comics. National City. That just who would name that's I, that of all the things I'm going to wait. Hold up now. I don't really believe that. That's the part that I kind of. That's the hinge. But you have the uh, there's a plane about to go down because a super person has to save a plane or a space shuttle. Makes um, sense. The plane is about to crash into the. Auto, <laughs> the auto, auto bender bridge. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah that was neat. Oh, that's that nice. Was. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Hank Henshaw, James Olsen, Cat Grant, they're, um, the head IT guy who has a crush on Kara, but she's not returning it at all. Um, he's a good looking dude. The sis is, is a, uh, is, is a very, very good looking woman. There's, there's a, um, it, Small it is, a yeah, oh, because that, but that was a CW, that was a WB show. It has to be there. Um, it's, it's, and some of the music was a little more of the, the over the top, not, not really cinema score type stuff, but it was, uh, it, it didn't feel like a TV show type score. There are, um, there are some, like I said, it was a pilot. I never judge a series based on the pilot because by the time it's made and sent and shown and, and, and well, it approved months go by when you're good back to everybody so you can keep filming the regular series. So I don't know what next Monday is going to look like. If there's going to be a big difference between the two episodes, but I'm going to give it a few episodes so I can get its footing because I, if if I gave up on shows after the pilot, I wouldn't watch Friends. I wouldn't watch Seinfeld. I wouldn't be you know. There, there's a lot of stuff I would have stopped watching, and not just sitcoms, but right. um, you know. So let 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 it get its thing. It's you know the whole the whole montage as far as her coming to grips with things. She she does she does tell her sisters knows who she is, and um, and the IT guy because she needed to confide in someone. But it turns out. James knew because Superman sent him to National City to keep an eye on her. We never see Superman. You never see Superman. I think that's kind of neat. I do too. Let the show get a year or two. I was concerned because I was, part of me was like, if it does, just like with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., come the spring, they always tie in the last couple episodes of the season or the season finale with whatever MCU movie is coming out, whether it's uh, winter soldier or age of Ultron. It would have been kind of neat. Part of me thinks if they tried to do that with Supergirl for next March's Batman v Superman. Um, But they're not. I I, I think they should use Superman like Charlie on Charlie's angels. Like, (laughs) Without, without the voice, like have him on the periphery or have him contact her through someone right. else and then wait till the show gets some footing. Yeah, if they need it. And who knows? And, and, maybe, then, and maybe Tom Welling will be Superman. And I think that would be that cool. That would be cool. I, I, I just, I did dig it. I, um, I'm going to stick with it. it. It just, 
Whereas with the CW stuff, the flat, the flash is, is fantastic. It's pretty much Firestorm. And yeah, and they, and, and yeah, Firestorm 2.0 was introduced yesterday. Uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a really good second season, I think. And after a really strong first season, um, the arrow can be dark at times and, and had no problem killing characters early on in the series. But the, the problem I had with Constantine was that it was an NBC show. It felt like an NBC show. There was no threat. There was no danger. He looked like he was wearing an outfit. He didn't look like he lived in those clothes like John Constantine does. He looked like he was cosplaying. And it, and it really oh. took me out of the show. This, there really wasn't, and, and maybe that's the target audience. You know, if, if, if little girls do want to look up to Supergirl and, and, or watch it with daddy for a CBS show, probably because it feels like a CBS show, there was no danger. There was, I, at no point that I was, I worried that with Kara's first big day out going up against a bad guy that even though he had the upper hand most times that she was in any danger and, and right. the people around her and whether or not she was going to be able to save the plane. There was just, there, there, there was no, there wasn't much drama. There was no, there was no heavy to it, but, um, I will say I've watched more than my fair share of Smallville and I enjoyed it up until a certain point. Which point? When Doomsday crashed the prom. Did I, I don't think I still have to finish the Doomsday season. Uh, I wasn't thrilled with who they had for Doomsday. That, that yeah, but the greatest Superman villain. Oh, we already is, mentioned Toy Man. Yeah, okay. So it's, no, 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 no. Is is de- relegated to crashing a uh, high uh, high school I, I, dance? He would have destroyed the entire building and everything in it. I know. He, this, the entire city. I know. Like this is freaking Doomsday. I know. Uh, but I anyway. just I um. He's not named Bad Afternoon or, or Lousy Workday. He's called Doomsday. That means the end. Done. I, I enjoy, I, I have, I do believe I have all nine, ten seasons of, um, of Smallville. Smallville? Yeah. Wow. You bought the box set? No, I, I was buying them as they were coming out on DVD. There was a time when you can get them at Best Buy for like seven bucks oh, yeah. for an entire oh, season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't have it on Blu-ray and I don't have, I don't have the complete set, but I, so I bought these all individual as, as the years went on. Um, cause it was something that my father and I were both watching, but yeah. I, I don't really think you need Smallville on Blu-ray. There's nothing especially notable. Of the well, right. No, no, there isn't, but only if they, uh, enhanced it for widescreen. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. So it's, yeah, as, yeah. as it is, it's just, it's, it's four by three, but, I, uh, I will finish it. It's, it's, you know, one of those things that I just need to constantly slap into the DVD player. And one of them was kind of acting all funky, but the, I don't know. Uh, was it Jimmy? Who the hell? Who did Iceman play? Was it, was he playing Jimmy Olsen? I think he Ice, Iceman. Yeah, from the X-Men movies. Sean Ashmore. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Because I mean, they, they, they got rid of Pete Ross, which kind of bummed me out. They, um. You're talking DC TV. I have no idea. Oh, you know, other than, you know. Nah. But yes, I enjoyed Smallville. I enjoyed, uh, Supergirl. I, um. I think I'm going to check it out. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't watch the pilot and then, and be done with it. I, I would definitely give it a couple episodes. Yeah, but see, there, there are times, um, and anybody who listens to this show is probably going to say, yeah, there's a lot of times where I am entirely superficial. I will endure whatever poop they throw at me in the plot or the special effects just to look at her. Which is fine. I am, I'm like, there that. is, I mean, I wouldn't mind pausing the screen when she shows up with the first outfit that homeboy has her try on. Mm. The low cut. It was, there was a bare midriff. There was, uh, there was some nice shorts. It was, you no, know, it was, it, it was to serve. It, it was to give the guys the thrill, but, uh, but then you get the, um, the traditional skirt with the, with the cape and it's, you know, I, I said, I, I dug it. I don't, it, it's, it's produced by the dudes that do the, the flash and arrow. Uh, but it's, it's made for CBS. Uh, I don't expect the shows to cross over. Uh, but it would be nice if they did. It, it would be, but it's, if DC's looking for that cohesive, but universe, that's, but, like but, Marvel, but they're not, they're not because, uh, why? Why wouldn't you? Because this version of Green Arrow does not exist in a world where, you know, Bruce Wayne is a oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah, no, there's no, there's no, there's no worry, you know, there's no mention of Metropolis. But what's cool about Arrow why would they do is that? that, uh, there was, they were actually at a bar in Coast City. And as you were being panned around the bar, you saw a fur-collared aviator jacket with Jordan on the name tag. You see, well, why would you do that and discount, no offense, the... DC's flagship. The more, yeah, the more pop, popular heroes. Because like they that. don't... Man and Superman. It's... Their, DC does not want their movie universe to coincide with their TV universe. And for some, and to some degree, they don't even want their TV universe to interact with each other. The Flash is obviously a spinoff from Green Arrow and, and the Legends of Tomorrow show, which is going to give us Rip Hunter and get out. Yeah. And do you know who's going to play Rip Hunter? Hmm, no idea. Arthur Darvel. Rory Pond. Are you kidding? No. See, that's intriguing. I will watch the hell. Well, that, that'll be, I think, January or spring, but yeah, it's coming in January. What's the logic behind that? Why wouldn't you want these characters? Why would you pattern a flash show without Superman? Then you could have an annual race. I know, I know, I know. But do you really want that Superman from that movie? Well, they didn't have, they wouldn't have to do that. No, they wouldn't because they're not doing it on Supergirl. So yeah, they could have, but it's, they just, I don't, no, I, I don't know. They, they, you had. He'd kick him in the balls before they, the race began. had. Ted Cord has been mentioned on Arrow. Nice. Uh, so I'd, I'd be, I, so Booster, Booster, Booster Gold might show up in Legends of Tomorrow because it's a time traveling show. Uh. And where, where Booster, you have Beaver. That's what I'm saying. And. Nice. When, uh, early on, last season on, on Arrow, during, uh, because Oliver Queen was 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 a young playboy hiding behind his parents' money and whatnot, he apparently had a uh, a fling 
knocked up. Mom said, I'm going to give you money. You're going to get out of town. You are not going to ruin my son. We'll take care of this now and be gone. There was an episode where Oliver showed up on The Flash and he walks into the coffee shop and there is a woman that he bumps into and it is her that mom sent away. And he says, you know, good to see you. How you been? This, that, and the other. As she's leaving, she turns and she says to her son, come on, Connor, let's go. No. <laughs> Say it ain't so. I, I would, but I'd be lying. I just, the way that they set things up on, on, it's just, it, it really is a fanboy's dream. The, the CW shows are, if you, if you know this stuff, then, you know, you can either wait for it or, uh, you, you just, you, you get a little bit of a jolt when they, when they say it. Uh, and Supergirl looks like it's going to kind of do the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't cost anything extra to do that. No. And you make a significant portion of your audience happy. Yes. If, if the, the rubes don't get it, it doesn't impact. Exactly. In their enjoyment of the show because you're giving them the plot and the, whatever happens, the, the, the incidental stuff, that's gravy that is just making the people who love this thing love it even more, yeah, right? Yeah. There was a, um, Iris West was, uh, her mother came back into her life this week, last week. This week they had a face to face and Iris being a, a reporter did some searching on mom because she thought mom is dead because, because that's what Joe West dad was saying and and um so she comes back into and and she's like I want to I want to get to know my daughter apparently she after she was an addict and that's when Joe was like you got to get out get clean and get out and so she's back now but she doesn't have much time left she has what what the doctors called McGregor's disease Don McGregor's disease No not Don what, McGregor what, but but what? that's Mr. Freeze's wife what, uh, oh. so that, that's, that's the connection to that. But, which, so there's a Batman connection. I don't know why they don't pick up on that. So there's, so you have, but mom says, mom's trying to say, you know, this is why I came back. And Iris is like, no, you're, you're still a straight up liar. Um, because if you were going to be honest, then you would also say that you have a son. Is that rain? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if mom has a son, and that could be either, uh, we, we don't know what the son's name is, but it could be Wally. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm thinking if they want to stay true to the comics, then eventually Iris's brother grows up and has a son named Wally. So then it can really be a nephew, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's just, the the Easter eggs are neat. The nods are neat. It's I'm behind on um, on Arrow because it got a little off the rails this season early on, so it hasn't been. The Flash is pretty much must watch TV. The Flash and Agents of Shield, and now I think uh, Supergirl will be added to that list. But and I Zombie oh, too, which I don't think is really anything like the comic these days, but. DC does, and, but that's the other, and that's another thing. I Zombie being a Vertigo property and, and owned by um, Roberson and Allred, I don't know 
I don't see how much crossover that's going to have. And now that Constantine was canceled last year, he actually will be showing up in a cameo on Arrow. So at least they're going to keep the character around. It, it's, but yeah, they're not going to tie it into the movie stuff. This, um, this girl has nothing to do with this Zack Snyder movie, thank God, to some degree. And, um, I mean, I think it might majority of that movie. No, I don't want there to be a connection. I mean, I think it could, it, it could be somewhat beneficial if, if there was a connection, but, um, I'm fine with it as it is. It's, it's on CBS and, and it's on eight o'clock. So and it, on a Monday night, I don't know what kind of audience it's going to have, but in the day of, uh, of DVR, I, I don't really think it matters all that much. I think nights are irrelevant for the most part these days. There is very little, except for like the walking dead yeah, and, and maybe football. I don't know. I mean, for those that watch it, I don't know what else is, is necessary to watch in real time. Well, Tuesday or Thursday nights. Well, for you, yes, because yeah. I know I can go on Twitter or Facebook and see so many people spoiling Project Runway about, you know, who says someone <laughs> shears and why is, you know, stop. Uh, I, it's just, I, I have to get off the internet just because I don't want to know. The Tim Gunn save is coming into play oh, this week. Man. It is. I'm telling, I have a new show. I won't go into it, but. I love sex and drugs and rock and roll. I tried it. I wasn't feeling it. Are you serious? Yeah. I think it's uh, Dennis Leary's amazing. Well, how far behind show. are you? Because it's uh, the season ended. No, I'm on about episode nine, ten. There's not many more. Than no, that. there aren't. That's no, okay. Yeah. All right. So and, started uh, late. Eliz- Elizabeth uh, Gillis. Oh my god. Whew. That must be that superficial stuff you were talking about. No, she's gorgeous. But no, I they they drop so many rock references in this show uh from the first episode on, like, you know, uh, Bowie the Stones, right. uh, they talk about Keith Lee. It's a gr- and they don't pull any punches like, you know, uh there was one episode where uh Elizabeth said, you know, something like, you know, slap a handle on on Keith if you want some new luggage. I mean, he looks bad. You know, it's just they don't give a shit and I I love it. I I always love Dennis Leary. So, uh, if you want to get your comics cheap, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door. Where do you go? DCBService.com. That's right. There's only one place. DCBService.com for the absolute lowest rock bottom prices on your favorite funny books and collectibles. This is the absolute, I said it twice. La- you can get them there too. Last time, I'm going to repeat these specials because after probably two days, you won't be able to get them anymore, but you will if you Send them a message. Um, Burnt Comics, number one, $2.19. Grayson, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Agents of Spiral, seven forty nine, and Planet Hulk. Mark Lamming, da, 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 $8.99 in your travels. I got to go out with some horror. And I'm going to go out in style. It's published from Marvel. What? What? Yes. The creative director and executive director on this thing is a dude called Stephen King. Uh, the script was done by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. We know him from what? Afterlife with Archie and Sabrina. The art, well, no, I'll leave that for last. The color art is Laura Martin. Chris Iliopoulos did the color, did the letters. The covers are done by Lee Bermejo and others. Art by Mike Perkins. I am, of course, talking about The Stand. Arguably, Stephen King's greatest novel. I don't think so. 
lot of people do. I think his greatest work is The Dark Tower, but your mileage may vary. But The Stand is awesome in its own right. Have you read this, David? No. Have you read the original novel? Not all of it. Oh, you know, I got to give uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa a lot of credit because I would guess that, well, I, I wouldn't guess. The, the original, the source material is unwieldy to say the, the least. There are tons of characters in the stand. It's a gigantic book. I think the, the, uh, um, special edition is like 1200 pages. It, whatever the case. I, I read it like three times, uh, over the course of my life. Each time, I love it even more. It, it's one of Jason's post-apocalyptic, um, scenarios where a plague, a government created plague is, is let loose from a lab. Uh, and whittles the, the human population down to a, a bare minimum of, of, of survivors, survivors that are immune to the captain trips, the, the, the plague. And then you have um, your big bad, the walking dude, traipsing all over the land. The, the survivors are uh, impacted by dreams of... Um, a woman in a cornfield, and they all journey to reach this central location. Uh, why? I'm not going to say. Re- read the the comic because it's amazing. This is uh, this is prime Stephen King, and like the Dark Tower and Robin Firth and Peter David, who did an amazing job on that. Uh, Aguirre Sacasa does justice to the novel, amazingly so because. So many plot threads, so many characters all interweaving, and he makes it exciting. He doesn't make it cumbersome. Uh, Mike Perkins' art is very detailed, very realistic, but there are moments of downright ick, uh, like the first issue when they open the door to the, the car that plows into the gas station, and we see mother and child coated in snot and vomit and just disgusting uck and the kid is blue and the mother's blue and it's it's you it's one of those scenes where you know um like the alien chestburster you will remember it if you if you if you experience it in the comic if you read it in the book you know your mind wanders and you formulated your own mental image of it and i have to be honest the mental image of i uh, that i um formulated reading the book is pretty damn close to, although not as realistic, to the, to the, the, the Mike Perkins version. Um, I read Captain Trips and, uh, American Nightmares, both of which I believe are five issues. Um, I'm a tad bit behind on this series. I don't know whether Marvel finished it or not. I'm sure they did because I think they published an omnibus of the stand, if memory serves. But you should read it because it's really great stuff. And, um, it will put, uh, visual, uh, imagery to the, the stuff that you read in the novel, if, if you, if you have. And it, it, it's, it's good. It's, 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 it doesn't short shrift Stephen King, which is saying a lot when you got like, how many Stephen King adaptations have there been over the years in film and comics and, and other media? And it, like the, the, the audio version of The Mist and stuff. And this is like, how many of them actually did justice to the source material? I can think of maybe two, three, three. Um, 
the cycle of the werewolf that that well Stephen King wrote that but Bernie Wrightson did the the art for it and it's amazing uh the stand and the dark tower the, yeah okay we're going to get into the movies that's a whole nother story <laughs> the shining okay and and Salem's lot and blah 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 but what long story short you, if you're a Stephen King fan, reading The Stand as published by Marvel Comics will not disappoint you. That's saying a lot. That is. Yeah, read The Dark Tower too because it's it's fantastic. Do it. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, in your travels, I'm going to say. Ba ba ba. <laughs> Who publishes uh, that? Oh, you'll never guess. You know what? No, I'll save that for next week because maybe you'll read it by then. I'm going to go with a new number one, also for Marvel. Mm. This is written by Warren Ellis, art by Gerardo Zafino, color art by Dan Brown, letters by Clayton Howells from Virtual Calligraphy. Um, Oh, that was a David Aja cover. This is Karnak. Wow. Uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not the biggest Inhumans fan. Like I, I get, I, I, I like Karnak's power more than I like this look. Stop. I, 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 I was with the big helmet. Why is your cranium so goddamn huge? Why is, that's, that's flawless design. <sighs> flawless. The master designed him. It's huge. It's like an orange on a toothpick. So he, uh, Ellis, it, it's an Ellis book. So you get the little lowercase lettering. Uh, Love that. It's, it is unique. You know what you're reading an Ellis book because even after Ellis is gone, they continue doing it. See Moon Knight. They, uh, but he is, Karnak is kind of just in a monastery chilling, uh, because he doesn't want, to, I guess, sense anything. He just needs to be tuned out. Uh, but S.H.I.E.L.D. calls for him because a, uh, a parent, uh, parents, a, 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 a couple has lost their son. And the reason Phil Coulson called Karnak in is because the son was affected by Carriage and Mist. And, uh, therefore, Karnak is pretty much the one who they turn to in, in, in times like this. Uh, so Karnak is back from the dead. Uh, he and he shows up in the, uh, in the Arctic and he's met by, uh, Gemma Simmons and Phil Coulson. He is, uh, Karnak is then introduced to, um, to the mother and father that is, that, that, that are missing their son. They want their son to have help. Uh, there are, it, there are pages that are kind of wordy, which is fine. And then there are, um, but then there's some pretty kick-ass action. And for some reason, I don't know how I feel about this yet, but every single panel where it doesn't even really kind of need it, there's, there's the, um, there's the, the, the dot 
it, it, I wouldn't call it zipatone, but there's that, that moray pattern where. You really want me to read this, don't you? Yes. I do. I, I do. love, I love moray. I know. And, and it looks like it, it would make sense, but it's, it, it, it's not, it, it's on the dude's muzzle flash and then it's on his face. But it's going beyond the lines on his face. So it's not even like shadows at that point. It's just weird. Or it's, it's, um, it's on Colson's suit jacket shoulder and the side of his head. So it's, it, it could almost kind of be like, you know, where the lighting is, but I'm just not sure how I feel about it. Um, Karnak looks fantastic. He, um, he actually, he uses, at one point where he uses his power was, was pretty neat. He, uh, you know, no, definitely check it out. Like I said, I'm not, there isn't a lot about the, uh, oh, and it's, it's violent. He, he <laughs> doesn't, he does, he literally does not pull his punches. The, uh, I am interested to see where it's going. He's not, he's not like Deadpool or Wolverine. It's just, it's, well, not that they have Wolverine right now. There's just not a, um, I really don't know what to compare it to, really. But since I'm not enamored by the Inhumans, I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about a book just about Karnak. But I, I, I like this, so I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna stick with it, and I would definitely recommend it. The art is fantastic. And it's Ellis, but it doesn't, it's not the Ellis, it doesn't feel like Injection, it doesn't feel like, well, maybe it does feel a little bit like Moon Knight, but it, it just, it's nice, I, I'm always up to reading an Ellis book, this was, um, this isn't the guy who, you know, I don't get the sense that this is the guy who wrote Transmit. It is, but it doesn't feel, you know, oh, if you've read Transmit, you'll like this, I wouldn't go that far, but... I think this was, um, and I mean, aside from Shield, two agents from Shield showing up, it, it's not exactly steeped in. It's not Doctor Sleepless. It's not Doctor Sleepless, and it's not. It's not so tight. You know, it, they're in the Arctic, so the chances of, well, I was going to say the chances of Spidey swinging in the background are nil. But now with Parker Industries global worldwide phenomenon and a building on every street corner, he could show up anywhere. Two things. Yes. Did they ever um, say how Karnak survived no. that fall? He probably found probably the found spot. the weak spot in the concrete or whatever in, in, in the pavement. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and two. Uh, this is not a question, but a, a, a comment. I wish Marvel would either commit to the Inhumans or just renege. Like we're being teased constantly. Oh, the Inhumans are going to be the new X Men, and I'm all for that. Did Marvel say that, or were those just rumors? Um, they were partly rumors, but I mean, we did have the Inhuman series. We did have the humanity, and yeah, the whole blow up of the Terrigen Mists, and I I think it's a it's a great idea because it's basically the same concept as you know, mutant kind. They didn't ask for these powers. You know, they were, they were born with them in, in the humans. Um, well, the new in humans case, they were, they were subject to these mists and, and against, they didn't have any control over it. So it's basically the same concept, but it allows Marvel to introduce a whole bunch of new characters 
It's true. And I just have, you know, a pretty massive distaste for the X characters. With, within, you know, there, there are, I love my cable, but most of the <laughs> X, X universe I could do without. <sighs> you know. So either, you know, get on board, Marvel. Let, let's go all in humans and shunt off the X-Men to that planet. See, I can say this because he's not here. If I, he's like, come on, son. <laughs> you know, um, that's an uncanny impression. I, I wasn't it good? Oh my god, it's like, he's right know, here. It's, it's the beer. Right? <laughs> the beer. Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, uh, I hope you like this bullpen bulletins revisited. Sense. Happy Halloween. It's, it's always going to be David and myself. When we turn the light off on this sucker, it's probably going to be David and myself. No offense. <laughs> we'll be on either side of the light switch. You know, after this episode, maybe we'll take that out of his out of his hands. Maybe we'll turn the lights off on Jason. Who knows? But anyway, thank you for being here. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do us a solid, like many people have done recently, and leave us an iTunes review or a review somewhere. Wherever you get this thing that allows you to leave reviews, do so. We would appreciate it because... The, the, you know, the word of mouth, we are so steeped in technology, yet word of mouth is very important. That's what social media is based on, word of mouth. And, and we would very much be honored if you would tell someone else that you enjoy this. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Because we enjoy you. We tell people all the time. Our listeners are the oh, best. Yeah. Search Sometimes them. Sometimes we even name them. The, uh, and you can, you know, the, the gate radius. <laughs> If you are uh, not keen on <laughs> iTunes, there are other places you can find us. Stitcher. Uh, Podcast pickup. Probably. Oh, man. Is that still a thing? That might still be a thing. Wow. I wonder if we're still on there. Who came up uh, with that name? Podcast pickup. What does it mean? Someone just, they were into alliteration. I guess. I guess. Maybe Stan came up oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. If he didn't come up with it, he'll take credit Absolutely. for it. Yeah, I came up That's... with that shit. And the uh and and uh, the Google Play Store. So yeah, so go 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 listen. What? Have fun. Google Play Store. You just refuse to check Messenger. No, I saw it. I'm trying to play dumb. Oh. So you can tell them what it is. I ain't telling them nothing yet. I am a professional. Oh yeah. Yeah, I am. Google Play Store. Wow. Vaz is. Vaz is dots. <laughs> All right. Nice Join caller. us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I heard. Uh, join us next week because we'll be here waiting for you. Especially David. He loves you so oh, much. So, so much. He counts down the seconds the until seconds. His, his, he can commune with all of you. And as always, say goodnight, David. Good night, David. You're good. I always said that. Because I don't make you sleep in the West Bank. On wet spots all over. It's lost. It's because you sweat. It don't. Peace. <laughs> You're dirty. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.